Welcome to Fifth Wall's Fly on the Wall podcast, where we explore the shifts occurring in real estate, technology, and society that are driving our cities towards a more equitable, green, and tech-enabled future. I'm your host, Brendan Wallace. In today's episode, I catch up with Louis Lim, the COO of Fifth Wall corporate partner, Keppel Land. Louis explains why sustainability is core to the company's thesis and shares thoughts on the practice of green leasing, a strategy which ensures tenants uphold certain measures of sustainability. Enjoy the episode. Well, Louis, thank you so much for joining from Singapore. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much, Brendan. And good good morning, good evening. Uh, yeah. It is it's evening here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> evening here, morning your time. Um, well, uh, to, just to start, could you kind of give everyone your background and kind of a, a little bit of context on Keppel Land? Sure, absolutely. Um, Keppel Land is the property arm of Keppel Corporation. Um, Keppel Corporation is a multi-business company. Uh, we have interests in energy and environment, uh, urban development, which is where Keppel Land sits, as well as connectivity. So we have um, power plants. We are in offshore and marine uh, we have desalination plants, waste to energy plants, district heating and cooling. And on the connectivity side, we are in data centers um, and telecommunications. And, uh, and how, for, much, how much of that is uh, Singapore based versus regional? We have a global footprint. So our offshore and marine business, for example, uh, is represented in the Americas and in, in Brazil, as well as uh, in, in Europe. Um, our Data center business is also global, so we have positions in, in Europe, in, in Australia, as well as across Asia. For Keppel Land, uh, our businesses are primarily focused right now in Singapore, China, and Vietnam. Um, those are our key markets, but we're also scaling up in emerging markets like India and Indonesia. Got it. And what's, what's your role at the company? So I am currently the COO at Keppel Land. So within uh, my teams, I, I look after strategy and research, investment and analysis, digital and technology, uh, operational excellence, as well as our forays into new business spaces, uh, for example, in co-working or flex space, co-living, senior living, uh, as well as smart buildings. And, and we're also looking at retail formats that would be relevant for the future. Got it. And I guess just to ask the, the obvious question, I was, you know, I was in Singapore at your offices, I think in the first or second week of February. Um, right. So lots changed since then. Um, can you just Good tell action. us how, how it's affected your business? Like what have been the macro effects on your business? Right. Well, I, I think um, as you, you well know, all businesses, big and small, have had some impact from COVID-19. Uh, uh, like everyone else, we, we've had our fair share of um, challenges that we've had to grapple with. Uh, let me just talk about Keppel more broadly and then specifically for, for Keppel Land. Uh, we, we have a number of essential businesses. So uh, I talked about data centers, telecommunications, um, as well as a number of our infrastructure services. <clears throat> so we've had to think through how to work around some of the challenges uh, uh, of having to work from home. Uh, we also have a sizable foreign worker population in our workforce. 
So that has been a situation that has exploded in Singapore. Um, so we, we've had to deal with all of that, uh, as well as keeping our employees engaged while, whilst they're working from home. Uh, from a business perspective, for Keppel Land, we are somewhat fortunate in that our retail and hospitality portfolio is less exposed. Uh, we don't have that many assets in that space. Um, and the office portfolio has been relatively resilient uh, in this time. Uh, I think where we have been particularly impacted is on the residential side. So delays in projects because of stop work orders as a result of COVID-19, uh, as well as the inability to have sales launches. Uh, so we, we're seeing a number of things push out to the right uh, as a result of COVID-19. And, you know, one of the things you mentioned that that's a key area of focus for you and obviously for Fifth Wall is smart buildings, right? Like how do you leverage new technology to make real estate assets just more aware and, and kind of a sensory way of how occupants are using them and interacting with them and coming and going from them? Um, how do you think this crisis in particular in kind of a nuanced way changes the imperative to adopt smart building technology for a firm like Keppel Land. Absolutely. I think um, the good thing is that we have been investing in technology for the last two, three years. Um, so, I mean, let's not even get to smart buildings, just the technology platforms, um, Office 365 teams that we have put in place have really allowed us to work from home effectively. So the, the transition from, from how we used to work to the current state where, where everyone is remote uh, has been relatively smooth and we're, we're lucky for that. I think the other area that we have been investing in, uh, as you mentioned, in smart buildings, um, so far the, the focus has been more on energy uh, and energy efficiency. The reason for this being that that's the largest part of the cost bar, if you will, that we can control uh, using technology. So a lot of effort has gone into that space, uh, but not Surprisingly, I think going forward, what the pandemic is going to do is accelerate investments in how we think about creating healthier and safer working environments for, for our teams. Um, so we, we have been in investing in uh, um, sensors to measure air quality uh, that will continue. And, and that has been difficult because when, when you talk about um, aspects such as investments in air quality, the tangible results are not so clear, right? And it's hard to say, this is going to be the ROI of my investment. Uh, but I think what happens now is that a lot of people are going to be demanding that their companies uh, invest in, in keeping them safe or being able to advise them of um, how, you know, air quality, of tracing, contact tracing um, is another area that we're looking at. Temperature screening will probably become a little bit more uh, mainstream in, in, in buildings. So I, I think all of that's going to come together. And, you know, I think a lot of things are, are still taking shape. Uh, and our teams are working on thinking through what the buildings of tomorrow are going to look like and require um, and how we're going to respond to that. And, you know, one of the things that I imagine has is, is changed is just the questions that tenants are asking of their landlords. Um, I don't think, you know, when I was signed the lease for Fifthwall's office, I don't think I asked about how the air quality was monitored and checked and what kind of alerts would be given to our firm about that. 
have you seen that? Like, have you seen that shift or tenants saying those things more to you or is it too early and there's not enough leasing activity to really surmise that? I, I think it's still too early, but I think if we wanted to think ahead of the curve, I think that definitely will be more of the new norm, right? Yeah. As well as tenants getting advice on how do you manage in um, an environment such as today. So we, we have already seen this in, in Vietnam. So um, in the Vietnamese uh, economy, well, in, in, in Vietnam today, uh, the government has, has mandated that people need to have two meters uh, between workspaces. So in, in our offices, we've been able to accommodate that. But for some of our tenants, that has been a little bit more challenging. Um, and, and so we've been working with them to think through how they can optimize their spaces a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and I, I think on, as a whole, the ability to engage more effectively with tenants is going to uh, be very different from what, what it was before. And I think the technology solutions that we can put in place to enable us to engage more effectively is going to help us to get better rental rates. And I think the cap rates of buildings that are equipped to do that uh, will be superior to those that, that are still in the old world. Yeah, and it, it seems like a, a lot of the, the smart building technology that you know, we looked at you know, over the past few years, I think where a lot of it's gonna be, where the rubber's gonna hit the road on it is, how is the landlord communicating with the tenant in real time, right? I mean, yes. most tenants don't wanna hear from their landlord most of the time, unless something's wrong, right? Um, but kind of that, that more fluid level of communication is going to really change the, the whole landlord-tenant dynamic, where it's not just around a repair or a structural problem with the building. You're going to want to hear from your landlord almost daily about public health conditions, environmental conditions that I think tenants never would have expected from their landlords. Absolutely, yeah. So the dissemination of information, I think, is going to be key. We have um, one building in particular. So in 2018, we did an AEI of uh, Keppel Bay Tower, which is our principal office for Keppel Corporation. Uh, we, we, we is, that where, is that where I visited? That is exactly where, where, okay, where you Three came. buildings, yeah. Um, so we put in place uh, a number of screens across the building so that we can share information uh, that hasn't been something that we've done to date because we don't actually have all that information yet. But, you know, in the background, we've been working very hard uh, with a number of partners to, to get all the measurements in terms of uh, temperature screening, or temp uh, temperature of different parts of the building, as well as um, air quality, so on and so forth. So I think that's something that we will be pushing through, through those screens, as well as on mobile devices. So we've also invested in a digital platform to engage with our tenants uh, as well as our employees. And I think that will be a means for, for us to get that information out to people uh, more readily. And I think this is not just at the building level, but going forward, we hope to be able to share that information at a more micro level. So tenants being able to, to know what's going on in their immediate workspace. And so, you know, we, we've, worked with a lot of landlords like yourselves and, you know, in building applications that allow for the landlords to communicate with tenants. And one of the problems we always struggled with is does the tenant, does the tenant need the, the individual employee, do they need another app on their phone, right? With more messages and more notifications. And 
in some ways, this crisis has changed that dramatically. You absolutely want to be hearing from your landlord, you know, in a post-COVID world, um, especially a certain kind of alert that relates to the safety of your employees and the people around you. So, no. No, definitely. And, you know, I, I think that's a very real challenge. It's a challenge that we face as well. Um, we have this app. A number of our employees are going, how is that different from any other app? And I've got lots of information already. I don't want another app. Right. So I, I think it is incumbent upon the landlords to really work through that design journey to, to say, what is it that tenants want? What is it that occupants in the building want? Uh, and, and to really plan the apps in such a way that it's not just another app, but it, it, it is really relevant to how they operate and you know, the information that they need to, to feel safe in, in, in their working environment. And what are some of the interesting kind of more real estate like business opportunities that Keppel Land sees kind of coming out of this environment? Like where do you think your focus will shift as a result? Um, flex space is an opportunity that we have been looking at for, for a while. So we have our own uh, co-working flex space business. Uh, we're bought into SmartWorks, which is a flex space co-working um, leader in the India market. Uh, we're going to continue to expand in this space for, for a number of uh, partners that we've been working with. The uh, pandemic has resulted in a lot more inquiries. So we are expecting that a number of global firms uh, looking to have more flex um, uh, options for for their for their needs, and that the flex space opportunity is something that will will ride with that that curve. Yeah. Uh, and another that we're thinking about is the physical and technology design of residential um, of the residential space. Right, I think with the pandemic, uh, there will be a increased demand for working from home. And I think how we think about buildings and homes uh, in the future and, and how we, we give that flexibility for people to have works, uh, homes that can transform into workspaces will, I think, accelerate as well. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's universal, right? Is I think every, no one expected to be spending this much time uh, talking to their computers um, yeah. and in the privacy of their own home. And like the, when you think about the demand for digital infrastructure, just kind of smart consumer IOT that can really like render a living space into a workspace, I think everyone's playing pretty rapid catch up. Um, and there's so many implications for that. I think what does the, the, the typical one bedroom or two bedroom apartment, what does that look like in the future? Um, because I think off at the, the, the kind of, office as bedroom is probably going to shift into more of an established office environment. Um, so I've retrofitted this, this bedroom that I'm in right now into, into an office. <laughs> so um, just that necessity. Um, and then, you know, I think just to build on that point of IOT, I, I do think that the uh, winners of the next decade will be the industry players who can really write the 5G um, technology curve, right? Yeah. And, and I, I think that for, for us, um, looking for companies that we can partner with and collaborate with in that space is something that we, are, we will are and will be very keen on. Yeah. And how do you see, just, just in general, you know, the, the real estate industry is, 
an industry that I think had had never really thought about kind of its collective responsibility in public health crises, right? It, it, I think individual firms had, but now we see how interconnected everyone is in a city, right? And so the controls of one building obviously massively impact the public health consequences in another building, country by country, city by city, it kind of goes on. And one of the kind of counterintuitive lessons I think from this is that it seems like the real estate industry has come together, both in the way they've collaborated with tenants, but also in the ways they've collaborated with one another to address this, almost in kind of embracing their public responsibility. Do you think that there is an element of that which is transferable to the focus on sustainability, which I know is something that, you know, Keppel Land is very focused on, meaning like real estate owners do need to act together to build more carbon, build and operate more carbon neutral buildings. Do you think there's any sense coming out of this crisis that there'll be more focus on sustainability for real estate owners? I think so. I, 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 you know, I, I don't think just uh, coming out of this crisis in and of itself, I think globally the attention to sustainability has increased multifold over the last few years. As you point out, for Keppel Land uh, and, and Keppel Group as a whole, sustainability is core to our strategy. Um, when Keppel Land was listed, uh, we, we were voted, I think, the fourth uh, best sustainable company in the, in the world, which, which, was a, which I thought was a wonderful accolade at, at that point in time. Um, but as a group now, we are very much focused on what we can do uh, for sustainable urbanization, in fact, um, our vision and mission is around being a solutions provider for sustainable urbanization. So to, to that end, uh, the way that we see the real estate world shifting uh, is an increased focus on sustainability. And it's not just on a single building basis, but across a city. Or you know, Sometimes it's very difficult to manage an entire city. So we, we have seen an opportunity in managing precincts. Uh, we have... A, um, business in, in, in China, um, a, a city that we have developed. It's um, 30, 30 square kilometers large. It's called Tianjin Eco City. Uh, and on the back of that, we have formed Keppel Urban Solutions, which is a, a unit within the Keppel Group that thinks through how we pull together not just the, the real estate components, uh, but also the infrastructure elements of, of, of a pre precinct and how that all comes together and works together so that we have you know, place-making elements, um, we have the right technology infrastructure in place so that people who live in that building, the, the building owners in, in that precinct uh, are able to be more connected and, and that we can manage the efficiency uh, as well as the information uh, within that area more effectively. Yeah, yeah, it seems like the the corollaries are, are absolutely there in terms of like that, that social responsibility, the kind of broader ESG responsibility that real estate owners need to have, need to bear, you know, on behalf of, you know, the, the, the occupants of a city, but also the, the occupants of their individual assets. So, um, yeah. so green, green leasing is another thing that we're, we're looking at uh, and that we've implemented so that we, we actually work with our tenants to make sure that they uphold certain sustainability um, metrics. And can you walk people through that? Like, what does green leasing mean? Um, well, effectively, I think it, 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 can, it can be very broad, but at, at its very core, it is that we put in place a number of um, 
targets that we would like our tenants to to achieve. Um, and that, that could be in terms of energy savings, in terms of water cons- consumption, uh, even in terms of waste management. Right? So I, I think it is still a relatively nascent space and we have already implemented this in some of our buildings. But I think going forward, thinking through what we can measure and what we can do uh, to encourage our tenants in terms of uh, better rental rates, for example, uh, for, from achieving the targets that we have set out uh, is, I think, the, the way of the future. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Louis, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. This has been really informing. Um, and I hope that I can make it back to Singapore, hopefully as, as soon as possible. See you again soon, hopefully in our country. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fly on the Wall. All of these episodes and more are available on our YouTube channel. To learn more about Fifth Wall, visit our website at www.fifthwall.com.